Kobe gives Shaq the ultimate compliment. And at the same time, he kind of takes a jab at him. Kobe said, if Shaq stays in shape, if Shaq had the same type of year-round commitment to training like Kobe, the Lakers would have won 12 titles. I'm not going that far, but I do think they would have won more than three. That combination, had you been able to extend Shaq's prime, would have won at least six titles. Kobe also went on to say, if Shaq stayed in shape with that type of commitment, Shaq would have been the GOAT. I disagree on that point. But when he said that, the first thing I thought of, isn't that a way of Kobe saying Shaq was a lazy bastard? I don't think Kobe was intentionally trying to insult Shaq or renew their feud. And he said some things that I thought were factual. For sure, if Shaquille O'Neal worked out, committed to training and taking care of his body the same way Kobe did, his prime would have been extended. That Lakers run that he and Kobe co-piloted, that lasts longer. That results in more titles. And that tandem would be even more revered than they are right now. So Kobe, from that standpoint, he, he's, he's making a factual statement. The problem I have is it's hard to project ahead and people like to project ahead or look back in the past and say, what if the truth is this, though, if Shaq extends his prime, if he still plays at that high level where he's giving you 28 and 13, three assists, two blocks, then wouldn't that put off MVP Kobe? The case can be made, and it's an easy case to make. Shaq should have two or three MVPs. But if he extends his prime and he stays a Laker, I don't think you see MVP Kobe. That Kobe that year when he, he scored 35 a game, that Kobe, you won't see that Kobe either. For Kobe to evolve from number eight, the athletic attack the rim, kill you with the little mid-range jumper, that guy, into the Mamba, number 24, Shaq couldn't be part of that equation. So I will say this. They three-peated together, three in a row, and they were a devastating tandem, and they should have won more than three titles. But if you get the very best version of Shaq, and it overlaps into 27, 28, 35, 30 points per game scoring Kobe, I, I think that wouldn't work. Th look, they struggled to make it work. That's crazy. They struggled to make it work, and they won three titles, and they went to four finals together. But I want people to remember, that last finals together versus the Pistons, it's not like they almost won that series. They got destroyed. Go back and look at the box scores. Three of those games weren't even close. And that wasn't all because Shaq wasn't conditioned. Kobe was still coming into his prime, but he didn't play great that series. I guess my point is, sometimes you have to break up the band. 
And while I would have liked to have seen them stay together longer, win more titles together, I think it was time that they go their separate ways. Shaq went on to Miami, won another title. Kobe paired up with Paul Gasol, went to three more finals, and won two more titles. Sometimes the breakup, the ending, it's not what we want as fans, but it's meant to be. If you're a fan of the NFL, Andrew Luck's sudden retirement, that was a blow. It really was. No one saw that coming. But I'm going to take the, the man at his word. Injury, pain, rehab, repeat. That cycle wore him down. No question it had a lot to do with his decision to walk away from football. But I think the fact that he played with pressure and the expectations of being that guy since he was in high school, in combination with all the injuries, took a bigger toll on him. And as much as his body needed to heal, it seems like Luck walking away from the NFL was about his emotional and mental health. And as a fan, I'm glad he's walking away on his terms. Even if he should decide in a year or two that he wants to return to the league, I'm good with that as well. You have to take care of yourself. You have to do what's best for you. And I'm sure he didn't make the decision thinking of the disappointment or the pain that Colts fans or maybe NFL fans would feel with him stepping away. I think he made a life choice, a health choice. Again, physical and mental health. Andrew Luck, in short, needed a break. And, and not a two-week or six-week break, but he needed to step away. He needed his mind, his body. If you listen to his press conference, maybe even his soul, he needed to heal. It's no secret the toll that playing in the NFL takes on the players. We've seen and listened to some of the horror stories from former players who say they struggle to get out of bed. They struggle to dress themselves or do anything like go for a walk pain-free. Andrew Luck gave his body to the game of football, was beaten down his first four or five years of his career because of a general manager who was inferior and didn't know his job. Andrew Luck played behind one of the worst, if not the very worst, offensive line in football for years. And some would say his mobility, his decision to take off and run, added to him taking a beating. I would say he took off and run to avoid a further beating. So when people say that Andrew Luck was a disappointment, that he's quitting, that he didn't have the heart it takes to stay in the NFL, I disagree with that. The man has had serious injuries he had a lacerated kidney. And if he didn't have the heart to play in this league at a high level or come back, because he's come back from injury before. Remember, just last season, he won NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He had, statistically, his best season in the NFL overall. So you know he can play at an elite level. 
you know what kind of heart he has and what kind of competitor he's been. I think this isn't the last of Andrew Luck that we'll see. I think maybe at age 30, 31, Andrew Luck will return to the NFL. And even if by then the Colts have moved on from him, I'm sure they'll have no trouble trading his rights to another team because he is that type of talent. But if he doesn't decide to come back, if this is permanent, if he's moved on and he's looking forward to the rest of his life, whatever direction that may take him professionally, I say salute to number 12 for making a decision that was right for him for taking care of himself, taking care of his future. An arrest warrant has been issued for Lakers center DeMarcus Cousins in Mobile, Alabama. Christy West, who's a former girlfriend of Cousins, is seeking a restraining order against him after she said in court documents and in a police report obtained by TMZ that he threatened her and that he had previously choked her. She said, according to TMZ, that Cousins said he would put a bullet in her effing head during an argument over allowing their seven-year-old son to attend Cousins' wedding to another woman. Cousins got married last Saturday. The NBA and Lakers on Tuesday said in statements that they were investigating the allegations. Of course, Boogie declined comment. Then TMZ went out and they shared a recording that Miss West took of the incident. And she said that the male voice that is heard on this recording is DeMarcus Cousins. During the argument, um, if you listen to the recording, the man says, I'm going to ask you this one more time before I take it to another level. Can I have my son, please? After Miss West responds, no. The man makes the threat. And the audio clip ends. Again, Boogie was just married last Saturday. And now there's an arrest warrant issued for him. And I'll say this. The NBA and the, and the Lakers, the league, they have a policy. They have a domestic violent policy that allows them to suspend players even before the completion of an investigation. Without jumping to judgment, I'll say this. If it is, in fact, his voice on that audio recording, you can book it that he will be suspended for an extended period of time. And he should be. Be upset. Disagree. Try to find another resolution to the situation. But him threatening her in any way, shape, or form is just wrong. Point blank, period. Joe Johnson made a quote. I'm not at peace with how my career ended. And all he did was go to the big three, ball out, not surprisingly, and has been the MVP and the best player in the big three. And now Joe Johnson is going to get a workout with the Sixers. Now, I'm not going to go crazy and say he'll be the same Joe Johnson from Atlanta. He will be age 38. But because of his skill set, because his game is not predicated on crazy athleticism, and he does have a nice handle. He's got that kind of handle that'll put you to sleep. He's also six foot eight, 240 pounds of muscle. If nothing else, 
Joe Johnson will provide the Sixers with spacing and shooting and a veteran presence, a professionalism that at times in that locker room is lacking. It wouldn't surprise me if Joe Johnson not only made the roster, but he became a mainstay in their rotation. I think Ice Cube is a visionary. I think when he came up with the concept of the big three, he factored in the possibility of the league being a transition point for former NBA players. Maybe even some aspiring young players who weren't drafted. If they selected to play in the big three, it would afford them the opportunity to put their skills on display. And maybe a club will call them up and get the same opportunity that Joe Johnson is going to get with the Sixers. And let's not sleep on Joe Johnson. Seven-time All-Star. He's one of seven players in NBA history to score more than 18,000 points and have 1,600 career three-pointers made. Not to mention, Iso Joe is kind of an Iron Man. He's appeared in over 1,072 regular season games. If anybody is going to be the blueprint, the segue into the big three, adding some form of talent to the NBA, I think Joe Johnson is the perfect vehicle for that. Before I get to my final four of the third rail slash man laws fantasy NBA one-on-one, I appreciate the fam support and, and their patience. My goal going into this month was to put out even more content, put out two to three episodes per week. And I can only speak for me. This time of the year, allergies get to me. It's a battle. And if you've listened to maybe the last three or four episodes and you hear me kind of like breathing kind of like that, and you're like, is Mo jogging or is he running? No, I'm just losing the battle to allergies. And my nose is giving me no assistance. So I'm talking, speaking, and breathing through my mouth. So again, thanks for the patience. Appreciate you. So here's the final four. And I didn't pick none of these guys. I I wouldn't have picked them. But these are the people that you all picked based on how you voted the matchups. And this is from Twitter responses. This is from YouTube responses and Spreaker responses. I thought I would get some responses from MLC and Third Rail, but nobody really got into it. So I can only go off of those three pages. And I wouldn't, I might have picked one person on here to be in the final four. That said, here's the final four and here's the matchups Larry Bird, T Mac, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas, and Carmelo Anthony. Matchup one is going to be Melo versus Bird. Matchup two will be Agent Zero versus T-Mac. Because of the week um, that I've missed, I'm going to try to do another episode tomorrow with H, and we're going to talk about NBC.com's projected 50 best players list in five years. They've got a, they've got a list of the guys that they think will be the top 50 players in the NBA five years from now. And it's kind of interesting because there's a blend of veterans, of course, younger players, even some high school players, and we'll get into that. It's the cipher next time. 